Welcome to another episode of This Week in Maker News. I'm your host, Adrian Vita from Hickory Homestead Creations, and I'm joined here with uh, Adam from Rock Dingo Woodcraft, Nathaniel Barnes, and John from John DeResta. How's Thank it you. going, boys? Thank you. I'm Jimmy's brother. I don't know if these guys know that. I got to hang on any street cred that I can. No kidding. Yeah. That's okay. I'm Jimmy's older brother. Do you guys ever meet Jimmy? You go to the uh, any of the woodworking fairs? No, no. Pretty fresh oh. into the uh, woodworking community here. You're what? You're new? Pretty new. As far as getting into the, be more involved in the community. All right. How about you, Nathaniel? Did you ever go to? I haven't gone to maker camp yet. That's uh, my goal, hopefully for this year um, and possibly probably bringing at least one of my high school boys who's actually welding. He started welding again today. He got his OSHA 10 certifications. So now he's good to go in the shop. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I've listened to a few episodes and uh, I know that you have two kids that are uh, into not only making stuff, but selling it already. So bravo. Yeah, I got to try and keep him out of trouble. Got it. And Adrian puts on a uh, a make affair. You guys know that in the summer in July. Yeah, I think there was a little mention of that an episode or two back. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys come this year, I'm the guy that does all the work. I'm the guy that I chop most of the wood. I cook most of the food. <laughs> you know, I keep people entertained. I'm up like like 15 hours a day on my feet there. Now, if anybody really truly knows John Dresta, you know, that's all a crock of shit. <laughs> i'm the guy that sleeps so much that they have to check my pulse about four times a day you know like whenever you take sunglasses to their mouth and make sure that they're breathing whenever the they fog up mm-hmm. that's what we had to that's do. funny i was a cop 12 years and i never saw anyone do that it's all i always thought that was in the movies <laughs> i mean that's what they do they train you to do that though that's funny yeah that wasn't one of our tactics well, I mean, you were in the homeless outreach unit. Sandwiches. I was. Uh, just to let you two guys know, I was in the homeless outreach unit for seven years where we looked for clients in the subway tunnels, and then we took them to the shelter. Oh. I, said, I don't know if you guys know, I stayed in a tent up at Make Affair, and it was one of the <laughs> nicest. It was the most natural. There was nature. There was a beautiful young lady. It was so relaxing. Yeah, right. He thought he was going to die at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well. You guys ever sleep in a tent? Oh, yeah. Love camping. No. It does not. Not me. That was It was 32 degrees, and I thought for some reason when we entered the tent through the zipper, it would be 74. <laughs> I say, I as realize. I've gotten older, the less inclined of tent camping I've become. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, uh, thank God Jimmy gave us a room in his house. You guys know Jimmy's house was built like in 1776. Okay. Yeah. I guess the least he could do for families, give them a, a room at the end. Room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard to come by because, you know, so many people want to be close to Jimmy. Granted, I'm his brother, um, but we didn't book a room that night, me mm-hmm. and Adrian. We were going to stay in the tent and have all this crazy fun. And then I realized that I almost lost the other nine toes. From frostbite. Frostbite. For real. And I had for real. (laughs) 
And I had a splinter right at the, at the bend of my knuckle that hadn't come out in about a month. And it was ready to go. You know, when it gets all pussed up and all you got to do is stick something and it shoots out. He did it at the breakfast table. I did it at the breakfast table and it shot out and it went right into uh, Adrian's hash browns. No, it didn't. <laughs> Don't listen to that part because I would have thrown up everywhere. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, she, she was not into the pus ball at breakfast. I think I supplied the knife and that was about it. You did. That was all I could do. I would supplied him the knife thinking he was going to take it, excuse himself from the table and go somewhere else. Before you know it, I just looked over and he's yeah. like, what is wrong with you? I have one right now. Thank God it doesn't hurt. Oh, thank God we're not watching it. Your brother just picked one out too. What's up with you guys? Gloves. I had the worst whatever. I was, I was hospitalized and they said they got it all out in this finger. It went straight through like this. I don't think Adrian knows this. It came from this way. And I went to the hospital like that when it's sticking out the other side. And they said they got it all. And I said, (laughs) I don't think you did. And a month later, it never closed. It just oozed. And so, and people would bump into it. I just walked around like this (laughs) for a month. And a doctor saw it and just said, dude, you got to get to a hospital immediately. Something's still in there. I went back to the emergency room to the same guy and he went, oh, here it is. And took a piece out that was about that big. So I went in the splinter department. What, uh, what's the topic tonight? Horrific <laughs> stories or what was it again? Do it for the algorithm. Would you, okay, here's a, here's a perfect curve way into that. Would you have recorded that and put it up on Instagram if you could have? That's a good question. I don't like seeing injuries when I'm flicking through and I see a woodworker or MMA, like, you know, guy, I, I don't like seeing injuries. I think it's a turnoff. However, I do want to learn when Jimmy DeResta gets injured, the pinky, a lot of things, I tell him, tell me exactly what happened so it doesn't happen to me. So I do try and learn from that. And I'll tell you what you guys can learn from this, this thing was – I just sanded underneath a long piece of pine and I put all my pressure into it, holding sandpaper and I didn't fold it around to protect and I didn't have a glove on. And I just went like this and I hit a flange and I forced it, my finger right through the flange and it broke off. Uh. And this is another lesson. Me and my son, Matthew, who's a woodworker like your son. My son is a really good woodworker, even though he doesn't really do it. I saw a big, we made it tabletop of rustic wood, and I saw a flange hanging off, even though we had sanded everything. And I said, I should say something to Matt, and I didn't. And next thing I know, he did what I did, and he looked up. It went through his palm and was sticking out his knuckle. And that was an emergency room and, a, and, a, and an operation. So I, what we learned there is any little thing when you're in the shop with somebody, you know, that's why I always make sure the floor is cleaned up because I'm old. I could trip, break an ankle. That's why when I went to Adrian's shop a few weeks ago, it was like a, it was like a game show in the seventies where you go through like a, what do you call like an obstacle course of ankle breaking. <laughs> is that why she made the video clean in her shop the other day? There was, and, and I'm a pretty, thank God I have an assistant that I, he doesn't mind that I leave it dirty. He comes in the next day. Um, 
but uh, I still try and keep it clean. And uh, but she's a hard worker, right? She's crafty. Has anybody actually figured out what the algorithm is and what you should post? Because like I looked back on some of my posts that I've had up on Instagram and some of the stupidest things that I would post had some of the best engagement and then stuff that I thought was like really cool or something that people might really like got next to no engagement. So I have no idea what to even how to do it. So I just kind of throw it out there and see what happens. Are you making content for other woodworkers or are you making it for civilians? Aha. I never thought of that. I, I only post on Instagram. Um, I have a YouTube and I forgot how to get into it. I, did, I went without it for so long, but it has about 6,000, 8,000 subscribers. I just haven't gotten back to it. But when I post on Instagram, I think my stuff, I think is going to civilians and woodworkers. And I just hopefully I'm trying to get a laugh. So a lot of my stuff has a little bit of humor in it. So it's a good question. I never really, I just send it out and 50% of people are like, hey, funny stuff. And, you know, 50% of people are makers that were like, hey, I never thought of that. That looks funny. Does Jimmy know that you're a hack? On my YouTube, there's a lot of <laughs> negative comments. Now, Adrian yeah. has seen some of my genius videos, right? Where I drink he my own just, piss. I was just going to say, he just asked me pretty much permission the other day if he could post a video of him drinking his own piss. And I was like, please, just. That was my first video already. I was like, I have this new way of drinking my own piss on video. And then I realized I said, oh, on my YouTube, that's my first. And the comp, the comments, Jimmy DeResta's got to be embarrassed, rolling over in his grave. If God forbid he ever saw this. In but his defense, in his defense he did say maybe you probably shouldn't have drank piss on your first video. Right. Well, well Got to kick the door open with something wild to let right. us know what you're about. There's a lot of stuff out there. Listen, <laughs> hold on. On that note, this is, is that your twenty? Is that twenty-four hours worth of urine? I had to collect my urine for twenty-four hours the other day, and that's what the oh, that was the gag because it had like an X on it, and it, and I was gonna after I handed it in, I was gonna get a fresh one. And, <laughs> Is this for science? Yeah, it's for, I'm actually, they, they gave me the assignment to figure out what caused COVID. So I'm starting with my own urine. Your patient zero? Yeah, there you go. That's wow, funny. Wow, back to that patient zero. That's funny. Whatever happened to all those anal swaps? <laughs> Did we ever get the, the results? Real patient zero, you guys know, was a, uh, was a stewardess, a male stewardess. When it yeah, came there's, to a, there's a documentary. You can actually, the full documentary is actually on YouTube. You can actually listen to it or watch it on YouTube. But yeah, it was some, uh, yeah, some stewardess, steward from Canada. Oh, I didn't know he was from Canada. Yep, specifically from Canada. And, hmm. um, and he actually got termed, he got termed patient zero incorrectly. He was actually patient 56 um, because patient zero technically should be the first person that tested, not where did it come back from? Because- you know, he doesn't know where he got it from. He had to get, he had to get it from somewhere. You know, like I know where he got it from, but I don't. Oh, want you to know get what? It from yeah. I do. No, you guys know we'll he got it, it from a monkey. We're done.
No, he did. Great. Everybody have a great night. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> algorithms. What algorithms? Good algorithm numbers today. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be fucking bombed to the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's funny. So you posted three days in a row and didn't want to post anything on the fourth. I find that I've just been throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And it's actually been going a little bit better for me. See, because some people do say consistency is key when it comes to that kind of stuff. I just, I don't know. I get, well, maybe I just, maybe I'm just terrible at breaking up my work. So like, cause I know we've talked about it previously on other part, you know, on other episodes where, you know, somebody can record something that took them eight hours and, you know, but you space it out and stuff like that. Maybe I'm just terrible at spacing it out. Make four um, weeks of content out of one project. But like, right. But like, if I didn't get, if I didn't, like I post pretty much whatever I did either within that day or the day before, depending on when it gets done, you know, um, so like for instance i did sanding and stuff for those letters and spray painting so i captured a little bit of content for that and so instead of posting it today it'll get posted tomorrow but that's you know like two days three days of no posting and you know some people would say well you just screwed it up because now you're you break up that consistency so i can see where people can get panicked and then I hear the things of, you know, like, oh, well, you're not putting out good content. Not that it has ever been said to me. I've heard these things be said about people that just push content out just to have something out daily. Yeah, that kind of goes along with what Nathaniel said earlier, like something that you post might hit and then something you think is, uh, you know, like, oh, this, I think this is great. And 300 views later flops but i think it also kind of depends on what your goal is going back to to what john was saying you know are you is this your job like you're using this to further your career as a maker you're woodworking you're a cabinet maker furniture whatever it is or are you somebody like me who it's just a complete you know side gig i do it more for the enjoyment of it. So, you know, what I'm looking at posting, I'm not trying to get a whole lot of clients, not like looking for anything like that. So what I post and how frequently I post is going to be completely different than, you know, some of these other accounts that, you know, frankly, it seems like more care about creating the content than creating actual items anymore. So because there may be monetized, so it's okay. I need to make, so many videos over the span of a certain thing because I'm getting monetized or sponsored by this company versus, like I said, me who's got 800 followers, you know, low end on the totem pole. But again, I just right now do it for, like I said, more of the fun of it and helping the boys learn how to do it more than anything. I have uh, 2,965 Instagram followers and I'm closing in on somebody else. I'm only 30 away. Ooh. At the top too bad I right sur- now. We're all too chasing. bad I surpassed you. What's that? I said too bad I surpassed you. Yeah, but I'm catching up. 
Yeah, but no, some way. Just and, wait and, after everybody listens to this podcast. I mean, your numbers are going to go through the roof. No, listen. Right, all um twenty one view and twenty one listens we got on the last episode. That's actually not too bad though. That was more than I expected. No, here's an old saying about uh, making movies. The way to, to to learn how to make movies back in the day when it was just you know that's the only thing we looked at. There's an old saying, and the only way to make movies is to make your own movies and get better at it, even if they're four minutes, five minutes. So I think my Instagram, and I think all of us, um, or however you post, is an inherent practice. So whether you do it twice a day, 10 times a week, once a week, at least you can look back. Like I'm working now, there's a guy that lives at my workshop. So now I don't have to do this all the time. We plan out our little shots and he says, like, if you guys watch my thing later, you'll see, you know, I made two big old antique, huge doors that look like they're from the Middle Ages. And, um, you know, they're going to get all this old hardware on it. And but from a distance now, he says, all right, I'm going to do that. Oh, he puts a uh, we always throw lotto tickets on my woodwork all crumpled up just to make me look like a maggot. And there's not a person on this earth other than Adrian or, and Jimmy DeResta that would know those are there on purpose. We even take me and the other guy, we, we find all the scratches and then some of my woodwork right next to all the tools is 65 scratches. Like I'm a maggot that between. <laughs> so today he was in the middle of eating a hamburger and he said, can I just put the hamburger right where you're sanding? I said, why not? And it was the funniest thing. He's, he's puffing it. He's peeling back the paper. So you see that. And, and he placed it in a very, so to me, we're him and I are kind of growing as this little team. Um, as as Adrian and I, we make a lot of. I'm up first thing in the morning when I visit there. I'm ready to go out in the shop and make our own movies. You know what I mean? I don't just yeah, run yeah, out there yeah. and sit next to the fire. All right. uh, like I don't run out and sit up? next to the fire for eight hours. I don't. Uh huh. Yeah. What time do you get up? Like uh, one. My time. See, I was, we didn't even hesitate to say that at the same time. <laughs> That's someone's morning. I'm telling you. I'm just, well, I've got think, half of my day done by the time that he wakes up. You know, it'll be interesting too to compare coming up as the boys and I are doing the maker collab. So we'll be posting a lot of things more often. Um, when I did the May from Makers that um, Luke and Priscilla put on in May, that was every day there was something. It was just a mostly just a photo post, uh, but it was something I was consistently doing. And I saw obviously engagement go up, but it was weird because it went up on, again, some of the most random days of the topic. And I don't know if it's because there was just some consistency leading up to that. So it spiked and then whatever, there wasn't much engagement on the time where it spiked. And so it dropped back down on the algorithm, even though the posting stayed consistent for that 30 days. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see as, you know, Maker Collab has a much wider reach um, through this of everything that we're going to post with the photos and videos for the next, you know, two and a half months. Yeah. Um, there's also, I just saw this for the first time. There's a meet the meet the maker March. I think March meet the maker. I'm not really 
sure so the like not a parade it. but like or meet the maker in march correct meet the maker okay. in march kind of thing um i don't remember who does it i just saw it for the first time make our lives matter <laughs> mlm we're not weekend warriors we're artists multi-level marketing <laughs> mlm was taken no sawdust no peace <laughs> so that's funny yeah how could i be I, so funny oh i don't know you're too much sometimes <laughs> i've been a woodworker and a maker since i'm in fifth grade I had a business in fifth grade that made me money. I remember my first customer. I did the little jigsaw, not bandsaw. I was a jigsaw, is that what it's called? I was a jigsaw artist. And you know how you'd make like the J-O-H-N, but you, the letters are connected to like a flat base. Yeah, so it's yeah, that's, that's bandsaw, dear. No, no, but I, I didn't have a bandsaw. I started on the, which I can't stand now. I give you all the credit on her. You mean scroll saw? Scroll saw. Scroll saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I jumped from scroll saw to bandsaw when I was about 12 years old, and it freed up my whole life. I'm trying to buy a bandsaw for three dozen eggs and an alpaca hat right now. I saw that. I saw that. That's a big deal. It is a good deal. <laughs> I think the problem. Well, I think the problem is that they want it for beer money. They they were selling it for beer money. So now they're beer or eggs. I really think they're torn. That's funny. That's a very Pennsylvania thing. I mean, that's a very real thing. <laughs> that's a, I could show you the screenshot of the conversation. I saw it. That is country. <laughs> I said, um, you know that that conversation is uh, very opposite of the Jetsons. And you'd never think that in 2023, <laughs> 10 years my, ago. My dad buys, the, my first customer was Chip in like fifth grade, C-H-I-P. I charged him 25 cents a letter. I made a dollar. And um, my dad still buys those. And then I jumped to plexiglass mirror with rock and roll logos. So Metallica, Black Sabbath, Bon Jovi, back in the early 80s, I made a lot of money. And my dad still buys those at garage sales. About once a year, he'll buy a John DeResta item that was 30, 35, 40 years ago. Vintage. I'm vintage. I'm vintage. I know. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm seasoned. I could prove it in my underwears, oh my reclaimed God. wood. So, <laughs> your turn. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> question for you adrian yes you think as a lady woodworker the algorithm favors you over someone bald and semi-bald like me you know what that's um that's a good question um i do not know deep enough into in instagram if it has those kinds of pickups in the algorithm now where i could say that that it could affect the algorithm is if you are first off, you know, depending on who's looking at more of your page, whether it be male or female. So if you're getting more males on your page, then chances are they're going to like it, share it, and it's going to, that's going to stir it up and that's going to help you get into the algorithm. So, you know, uh, it probably doesn't hurt, <laughs> you know, to be good looking uh, and to be showing some cleavage and 
uh, you know, a little bit of skin, but it definitely comes with downfalls, like being called a whore, a hoe, all those kinds of fun, you know, shop slut, that kind of stuff. You know, that's stuff that Nathaniel and I will never get to experience. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that's something you experience on a daily basis. I was going to say, (laughs) you poor boys. Well, I don't want to interject. I do know it's not easy being handsome. (laughs) It's been called distracting. I can't even get a day job because it's distracting that I look like George Clooney. Or because you sleep till one. Both. If George Clooney had a homeless brother, that's me. He does. That's good. I, I will say that, that what Adrian was saying, it's an interesting how some of these female woodworkers, you know, just get more and more slutty. Even just women that... You know, just a strange woman in the last two or three years, you can see the breast implants, you can see less clothes. You know what I mean? It's really weird how it's like insta-slut in a weird way. And some women like that. And some women that do that, their husbands know about it, like it because it's bringing in income, which is all Mm -hmm. right. I know. It's also twisted. And then there are some women that generally just look good and- that's how they dress. And so they are going to record themselves exactly how they dress on a daily basis. Like me being in my coveralls or looking like, you know, a 15 year old boy. Whoa. Um, that's why I was uh, attracted to you to begin with. I don't know if yeah. that's in the algorithm. <laughs> that's, uh, I, thought your name was, I thought your name was Theodore and you were 15. That's funny. <laughs> the there's definitely there's some talented woodworkers out there that just end up buried in the algorithm i feel like maybe some of that is they're just not good at posting something that catches the attention of strangers to build a page well and it used to be everything was all about the hashtag and that's how you know you got sucked into you know something else if you put a a hashtag on that grouped you in as people were searching and everything like that but I don't even think that seems to matter I think there are some people who still put it on there but I've seen plenty of people have tons of engagement that have no hashtag whatsoever Um, and it could be they've just built up the following or they've cracked how (laughs) how it works is this, uh, are we going with Instagram on this example? Yeah. I was okay. going to say, because what's crazy is on Facebook, my follower account is actually going up like for my page, not like my personal Facebook, but my actual business page. My follower account has been, you know, steadily rising on Facebook with just the same amount of work as I've been putting into my Instagram because I just post right to, you know, right to- Post on both, same thing. Yeah. Now I don't do it all the time. There are some things that like I post to be goofy about or whatnot or farming that I put on my Instagram that I don't always put on my Facebook because like I just said, it's literally Hickory Homestead Creations. So I try to just keep that for, you know, updating people about, you know, when I'm doing classes or new inventory on the website, that kind of stuff, you know, updates on projects. So I'm really trying to have some kind of separation there. One of the things I noticed posting on Instagram that does a lot better, early in the morning, 6 a.m., we get a post up, get the Dang. people in the morning, right when they roll out of bed, just scrolling, get a couple extra likes out of that. Yeah, but your 6 a.m. is 3 a.m. California. They'll so get you're it probably at their getting... 6 a.m. too. 
well, no, you're probably getting 6 a.m. Oh, East Coast night. people wake people waking up and then 3 a.m. people like him that are just going to bed. Yeah. I I the one thing I did notice, and I don't notice much on who's watching or how often. I do notice I made a homemade drawer a few weeks ago and it's without any sliders. It slides in and out in a desk. But if you build the in the the hole on the inside, if you build it sealed tight, the drawer will slide in and ride on the air that's being pushed back out. It's a phenomenon that you got to be a really good woodworker to realize. You think it's just dragging in and out on its own weight. But if you make all the specifics right, I discovered this on my own. When you slide it in and out, it'll almost kind of puff up and ride the air. It's very interesting. That's what she that's said. The, that video got, and again, I don't know if these are big numbers. It got twelve or 15,000 views versus me just saying, hey, everybody, this is what I'm building. And here's a, the big thing I learned. Anytime I'm using a tool and there's sawdust shooting out or sparks, it gets way more likes and way more views as compared to, hey, everybody, see this wall? This is wood from Home Depot only five minutes ago. I just bought this wooden home and I turned it into this. But if I'm grinding that or making it, wearing it down, some reason way more people react. So you think instructional probably works better than just throwing some BS up? Like, so if you were to explain something in a video, it's a little more better, or is a little more better, is a little better than- One day I talk pretty. Thank you. Nell, chicken now now, chicken nay nay. You know what hey, I yeah, have noticed that like when I post a CNC action video, it does a lot better than like an epoxy pour. There are some there are some videos like um glue, glue brush. Peeling them up. Yeah. People love them. No, I think I think any uh instructional little thing. Like I teach my my assistant works two or three hours a day with me, and I teach him 10 tips a day. You know what I mean? It's just that, that's the way my dad was. And obviously it rolled into Jimmy. He's got some people say he's got a, a little bit more skill than I do when it you know, comes to movie making and woodworking. Some people say. I think his credits are a little more updated. I made crafts in fifth grade. How dare you? <laughs> he was probably still suckling on the teeth. I will tell you guys this. I've told this story before, but it's interesting. From his age of about eight or 10 till he was 22, there was a line down my mother's driveway every Halloween, a line to the basement. And Jimmy made the hacks, the swords, the this, the shield, the teeth, the kiss outfit. I dressed as <laughs> one year. And another time I dressed and I had, that's all I'll say is I had a like kid and play. I was a rapper of a certain, and Jimmy made the gold necklace. Jimmy made the hair. So you dressed up like Flavor Flav. I was Flavor Flav with a weight problem. Anybody have a picture of this? Uh, it's buried because I would like to continue in show business. I was just going to say, because you'll be canceled tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I walked into the bar in, in Long Island on Halloween night. It was called Cousins. I walked in and the radio went scratched. <laughs> Everyone went dead silent. And I had to go, it's me, John DeResta. <laughs> that joke gets way more funnier and specific, but we don't need to get canceled. No, we're good. We're Cheers. Good.
Cheers. Nah, you're too much. That's funny. Yeah, so I'll give it up. I'll give it up to Jimmy to rest it, at least right now. At least right now. This time. He can build a motorcycle or a house. Everything I make looks like that. Everything I make looks like you learned how to do it at craft time at the rehab. Well, you did. That's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) Where people acquire their skills. I can't tell if he's chewing on his lip or looking grumpy. It's funny. There was something in there. It was like it might have been a piece of my toenail from earlier. When you're teaching this assistant, do you record these at all, or is it just a quick well, in-the-moment lesson? No, no. It, Ninety. I'm so behind on all this stuff because I want to just. I do this for a living, so I want to get the project done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always two or three projects. There's always, you know, the hey John, how are we doing? It's been two weeks. So a lot of times I don't tape record. Um, if it's worthy, I'll, if it's a big one that people are really going to learn, I'll say, all right, break out the phone. Um, and then Jake doesn't want to be on camera. And Jake has a really good voice. So thank God. And I have two cameramen. The guy that lives at the shop doesn't want to be involved. If you just listen, you can hear him laugh. And then Jake doesn't want to be on camera, but he's the voice of reason behind the camera. Do you guys know Nick Offerman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the deep voice and he talks slow like this. <laughs> My guy at the shop sounds exactly like Nick Offerman. He has like the same gravitas and... And you guys know Nick Offerman is a woodworker. Yes. There is something. I want to talk about myself again, but I'm gonna. I've been waiting for this. No, I'm on a list. Five or six woodworkers in Hollywood. You guys want to guess? There's about six of us. Adrian, you start. Harrison Ford is a woodworker. I was going to guess that because we knew that. Really? That's how he got Star Wars. He was working in someone's kitchen, and they said, you want to be in my movie. He was a carpenter. I did not know that. William H. Macy from Fargo, woodworker for years. Nick Offerman, woodworker with the shop and only employs female woodworkers. Don't know why. Daniel Day-Lewis, right? You guys know Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah, that's a surprising one. Half the people say woodwork and the other half say he was a shoemaker, a cobbler. And then you got John DeResta. There's a couple names on there, like Offerman, that's been well known, but the others, I would have never have guessed that. William H. Macy was on the cover of Wood Magazine about 10 or 12 years ago. I just picture Daniel Day-Lewis only using, like, hand tools. Yeah, that's funny. Because he so gets into all of his roles. Like, he wouldn't want power tools. He'd be sitting there with chisels and hand saws and, and doing it that way. Ready for this? I just picture I William H. Macy stealing them all. I drink your wood glue. <laughs> I drink it up. For all the listeners that missed that, he said uh, he drinks up the wood glue. And That's then from the movie. What was that movie? Uh, let the, uh, there Will Be Blood. I Drink Your Milkshake. You guys know that scene down at the bowling alley? I do. The way you suckled your teeth was like uh, Silence of the Lamb. I did. I combo too. Guess what? You know why? I'm allowed to. I did. It's funny you noticed that. Silence of the Lambs. Good movie. One of my favorites. Her and him that. never spoke once on the set. She was afraid of him. 
I bet. Yeah, face. So my Facebook is nothing. I mean, my Instagram's nothing in all reality here, but it's definitely better than my Facebook's doing. Although, I don't know, something, I don't get a lot of notifications to Facebook on the business page saying anything's been shared or people tag me. But every now and then I'll notice a little pop and I'm like, something get picked up somewhere and I just haven't heard about it. Here's a lesson, Facebook Marketplace. I sell stuff through there. I don't do Craigslist anymore. So if you do something custom and it's just hanging around your house, photograph it, put it up, you got nothing to lose. It does work. But be on the lookout for the scammers that do come. No, there are scammers. Send the 500. I'll send you 650. You send me. But once you recognize that. Yeah, the usual. I don't know if you guys use Facebook Marketplace. If I get an inquiry, hey, I saw a table for sale. And I say, yes, if you want to come look at it, text me. Here's my number. So now I know if they're committed to at least jumping over and saying, hey, I'm the person that was interested in you. Ninety nine percent that gets rid of the scammers and the scammers like you just got to be keep your eye out. Usually it's, hey, if I send a check and you send money back or, you know, or, or it's I'm going to send you an email. I go, don't send me an email. I'm not going to look at it. If you want to look at the table, here's the address. Just come by it. Well, if I just open this email, I go, no, no, I'm not opening an email. Scam. Those are from Nigerian princes saying you won the lottery. This guy's been scammed more than anybody you know in the time, short amount of time I've been with him. He, he probably went through three bank cards in three weeks. Legit. Oh, yeah, I've been scammed a couple of times. That's me you're talking about, right? For, oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, I, there's a certain somebody that uh, thought he was going to get a million dollars from a Nigerian prince. <laughs> he liked That's, it uh, I was on Facebook Marketplace until today actually because uh, I was selling a service and apparently that goes against Facebook's uh, policy now so oh I never knew that, that, down. that yeah I was selling a like CNC slab flattening sheet processing service and mm. I went to renew it today and said it's been deleted because it goes against the community guidelines you can't sell a service on there anymore. Well, see, watch this. They might get me then because I'll put up an ad that has 10 different shelf units. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and, you know, and that's for sale. And the price is, you know, you can't put two prices. Ours just put $9.99. I want to put, you know, $500-$9.99. And then in the body, I say, this is, I, I do custom tables. That's, uh, I think I'm going to repost that the word service. I do custom. And still they say, hey, it's number five for still for sale. You know, the customers. So it says 50 times. All yeah. these are sold. All these are sold. All these are sold. And today I get an email. Hey, it's number eight. The red one. Is that available? Yeah, that sounds like uh, I feel like Marketplace is what Craigslist used to be. Back when yeah, you had see, to log on to your email. Yet. Craigslist, forget about it. I never lost faith in humanity. After 9-11. I stood in the subway for 12 years. I never lost faith. I had the lowest rated sitcom that was hijacked from me and written horribly. And I still didn't lose faith. I believed in humanity. And then I put a car for sale on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. 35 people show up nine hours late. And not one of them speaks the English. <laughs> 
Well, getting them in the door is half the battle anymore. Yeah, I had a lot of bad encounters with Craigslist people. Yeah. I sold a lot of things on Craigslist. I've never had a bad Craigslist experience, but... You must have went to casual encounters. Oh! <laughs> I post heavily on there. Service I know only. someone that's known to go to casual encounters. Yeah. It's not me. Not me. Anymore. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> that's one left. <laughs> yeah, it was when I was in college, man. Okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't even talking about you. So you just sold the whole store. You gave away. All, you just spilled the beans. That was a fishing expedition, and you took the bait. Well, no, because this is funny. I was talking I mean, about someone else that's related to me. <laughs> now my now my. Anyone sell on Instagram, like the shop? That you can set up there. No, What's that? you can you can uh, set up a shop on Instagram to sell on Instagram. Um, I'm gonna take a guess because they come from the metaverse or whatever. So, which is like, is it the same kind of company as Facebook? Mm -hmm. Which Facebook takes takes a cut. I'm gonna guess Instagram does too. They all take their cut. No, dude. Again, watch this. I sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Mm -hmm. Well, Facebook Marketplace doesn't take a cut. But, but I'm saying it's, it's nice saying, that they don't. It's, right, you know. We're saying to run a store. Uh, but, oh, I see. Okay, but right. if you get paid on PayPal, if you get paid on via PayPal or Venmo when they buy something on Facebook Marketplace, you're getting nailed through PayPal or Venmo. If it goes yeah, through I don't a mind business that. transaction. I, don't, you know, I think if you're going to make $800 on PayPal, like on any given night, I could go close someone for a table and benches, $800. And I did run into a set as a comedian, and then I look down and there's $780. I'll take it. I don't mind that little slice. I'm not that so, cheap. So I'll, I'll edit this part out. Um, so do you pay your taxes if you don't mind paying those fees? I pay my taxes. You don't have to edit anything out. I'm up to date. What's all up, your, All your taxes, all your income, sir? Of course, 100%. <laughs> I'm a red-blooded American. He's American. Yeah. Uh, I had yeah. a buddy just switch his credit card processor. <laughs> Saved him 20000 a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's different. That's different. I'm not making that much money. Dang. Yeah, my youngest got introduced to the uh, fee world when he started buying and selling or selling uh, some of his baseball cards on eBay. And he'd sell a card and for 50 or a hundred dollars. And all of a sudden it would be, all right, you're getting $89. She's like, wait, what the hell? I'm like, mm -hmm. welcome. Well, to the world Nathaniel. I heard that. I, I, that I recognize that from one of the last podcasts. Right. Yep. I, I noticed that, that your son was like, Hey, what is all the, Hey, what the, so watch this. You're turning into John the rest that's telling the same stories on every podcast. podcast. Bravo. Yep. <laughs> Bravo. No, hey, watch this. When he was about 16 or 17, got a $1,400 order, a cabinet. Forty you know, doors and uh, you put under the TV. Four, he thought it was going to last for five years. He Like winning the lotto. I'm never going to run out of money again. Built it. I remember helping him deliver it to downtown LA. I said, I can't carry it, but I'll drive with you. 
because it was tied to the roof of my wife's Jeep. And guess what happened when he got there? It was too long to fit in the elevator. Mm. 12-story walk-up. Mm. Had to run the Home Depot at 10 at night, find guys to carry it. And then it's a building from 100 years ago in downtown LA, and it just made the turn 12 times. It had to be lifted, flipped, turned upside down. And then he had to pay these guys, you know, 20 an hour and it's six pack, whatever it was. Wow. The high school economics class ain't teaching you about PayPal fees. No, definitely not. Well, I mean, not whenever I went to school. Who knows no. now? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Nathaniel can. Yeah, well, you probably had to take accounting because, I mean, I didn't know any of that basic accounting stuff until I took an accounting class, like as an elective. So probably i would say majority of people out there don't they do not i don't i don't do math i'm a writer you don't do technology either obviously get this so i was just so i saw in um uh the maker collab they did they put out that you know make sure your partner also signs up so that they get the emails and I had to email or I had to message them and say, um, should I sign John up for him? Um, I said, my partner doesn't know how to sign up. And they go, are you serious? I go dealing with old people here. Uh, I said, I in fact just had to send the link to the zoom to his son so he could get it set up in your defense. They did say, well, zoom is a different monster, but you see my point here. Not only am I computer illiterate because I'm 58 years old, I stood in the subway of New York for 12 years sniffing hot human piss for 12 hours a day. <laughs> that was optional. 12 times 12, 12 hours a day, 12 years in the subway where it gets to 120 degrees in cer- and minus five if you're outdoors in the Bronx or Coney Island. I mean, sure, then, that's what the 401 smells like, right? Or the 40, what the hell's the number of the highway out there? Out here is a 405. 405, there you go. And the 101. Surely, surely the 405 smells like hot human piss on- Does not, nothing compared to the subway because it's in, it's enclosed. You know what I mean? It's, it's disgusting. And another reason I'm quasi-illiterate is I'm from Long Island. It's an island. So everybody that mates- is related. I had a third ear growing out of the back of my skull that was removed when I was eight years old. And my dad yelled at me because the deductible was $50. Was it named Esmeralda? That was my cat. What you mean your cat? Your rabbit. I'm gonna tell these guys, we learned how to be a woodworker from my dad. My dad was a fantastic woodworker. So one year we got a, a big bunny rabbit named Esmeralda in the late 70s. Big rabbit named Esmeralda. And my dad built a cage with a gymnasium area and then a kitchen area and a chicken wire and a little door with a little hinges and it locked. And about after a year, we got sick of Esmeralda. So we gave Esmeralda to the Bocci family, the Italians down the block. We gave a, the whole kit and caboodle. Two days later, I saw Mrs. Bocci at the grocery store in the dairy aisle. And I said, Mrs. Bocci, how is Esmeralda? And Mrs. Bocci went, she was a good. They ate my rabbit. And when I told my dad, he goes, get the cage back. (laughs) 
Uh, can't let it go to waste. <laughs> What's that? You can't let it go to waste. Waste nothing. <laughs> waste nothing in the rest of the family. Truly, they uh, ate. They ate my rabbit. That's funny. I'm still getting over it. <laughs> it gave me a uh, an anxiety that I had a. Um, I had an eating disorder and I would just eat my feelings. I went up to 260 pounds. I was 260. You might've seen me in Miss Congeniality 1, Miss Congeniality 2, where I take a bullet for Sandra Bullock in the opening scene, or the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with Matthew McConaughey, Oscar winner. And all those movies, I weighed about 255, 260. And today I got over the Esmeralda thing and so today I'm down to 177.5. That's right. a whole Light person. Feather. It's a lot of weight. I couldn't believe the other day. I, I, I don't really do math. I'm a writer. And I did the math and I was like, I lost 75 pounds. You said you don't do math, but you build stuff. Hmm. It's a good thing you have an assistant you pay. But now that I lost the weight, there's a little bit of loose skin. So right here, I call these omginas. <laughs> and when I take my shirt off, it looks like if an overweight woman shaved her cookie, that's what they look like. An overweight woman that then loses the weight and then that's what her cookie it looks like left over. Whoa. There's Shift also it, right? another writer on this podcast tonight. <laughs> that's a funnier joke. It's funnier. That is a, she lost weight too. <laughs> it looked like a woman that was on Ozampic after four babies. <laughs> that had to have her fupa surgically removed the skin after she loses the weight. And then she shaved her baby maker. All right. It would now look like my vagina. You're windmilling. Windmilling. Except one would say Ozzy over it, and the other one would say Dio. <laughs> Overkill. Overkill. If you edit that out, I'll kill you. <laughs> You're oh, I, wish, I wish this wasn't just the audio, because just after saying that and the, the quick shaving adds, <laughs> adds to the effect. Oh, I'm telling you, he is. I just actually, it's funny. In one of the cleanup videos, you actually don't see because it it's just slightly out of frame. I found one of your combs in my shop, and I drilled a hole through the handle and hung it up right in front oh. of me. They're everywhere in a weird way because this is a prop in my stand-up act. I wear the, uh, I wear the, uh, what's those clothes Pants. we all wear? What are they called? Carhartt. Pants is funny. No, I, I wear Carhartt jeans in the stand-up to hold one of these in each pocket. So they're every comedian I've ever done with a road gig with. John Mulrooney, Darren Carter. They're like, hey, dude, I got one of your combs. In oh, leaving uh, Make Affair in 2019. Well, maybe 2021, when you saw me with the power scarf and the tan. Yeah. The girl that drove me, some maker that you would know, drove me to Albany Airport. And as soon as I got in and checked in, she texted me and said, I have one of your combs in my car. I'll give it to Jimmy. That's funny. And every now and then I get, I just lose them. So I got to go to the uh, CVS and just buy like six or seven. That's too much. That's funny. All right. Well, it is nine past 10. So it is time to wrap it up. I uh, just want to say thank you guys for joining us. This was a lot of fun. We definitely had a lot of good laughs on this episode and it's a good mix up. 
because I'm pretty sure people are probably going to get tired of listening to just the three of us talk all the time. So it's nice and refreshing to hear somebody else banter with us as well. Um, Someone that's funny. Absolutely. Not that you guys are, but... Funnier. I was going to say, we'll give you the label funnier. I mean... You do do it for a living. I am in the process of giving myself the nickname. It's never good when you give yourself a nickname, but this one might be deserved. Last night, I auditioned to be a priest in a new video game, and I dressed as a priest. Adrian, you might have saw the photos. Is that, I was wondering, I'm like, what is this fool doing? But No, I auditioned for a, a Screen Actors Guild registered video game where I would even have to travel to Petaluma, California, if I get the gig. It's And, yeah. and for extra pay, they would use my likeness. So even though it would be animated, for it to look and sound like me, I would get an extra paycheck. So hence the term godfather of comedy. Okay. Now, the reason I can give myself that nickname is because I've done 6,000. Hold on. I've done 6,672 shows as a comedian. I really hate to kill your... Uh, I'm just getting started. Your gusto, but uh, the godfather of comedy, Paul Mooney, taken. He passed away. <laughs> it's available. It's available. <laughs> side note, what's really funny is that I was just talking to your brother Jimmy today about how the way that you perceive your, perceived yourself when I first met you, like you guys were like the mafia family of East Durham. Oh, we're the Durastas. Oh, kiss my ring. <laughs> <laughs> so I swear, I just had that conversation with your brother two hours ago. So the fact that, and without me even knowing that you dubbed yourself the godfather of comedy. So that's, that's even funnier. Well, do what I'm getting at is dues have been paid. I mean, when you've done 6,672 shows, you work with Oscar winners, you had your own sitcom. You're told by all, all the African-American comedians the last couple of weeks are like, yo, dude, you sound like you from Goodfellas. You sound like you in the movie Goodfellas. Why is that even important? Because I'm the godfather of comedy. I fit the role. I'm not sure if you see it. Oh, you know, Lord. Wings. Yeah, oh, yeah. A little yeah. bit of that, too. Dude. Yeah, dude. I like your haircut. It's snappy. Uh, are you a homosexual? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> That's a good response. It, it is. is. How, old are you? Camp. How old are uh, you? What am I, 36 now? Day job? You got a day job? Yeah, truck driver. All right. Benefits? A couple. Pension? Yes. Good. All right. What do you do, Nathaniel? I'm assistant director of the bookstore at NC State. What is NC State? That's a college? Yeah, North Carolina State University. All right. So you got benefits and a pension? Yep. Good. All right. That's good. Adrian, what do you do during the day? You. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were just going to go make hats. <laughs> no, no, yeah. My aunt asked me the other day. She said, oh, so what did you and John do while he was there? I go, oh, besides each other? She says, oh, you're so gross. What a good dude. Yeah. Fucking the, the last part of the show gets X-rated. 
Well, I mean, I was already on the goodbyes. So at some point, the episode will just fizzle off and It'll I'll just, just record a, yeah, I'll just record a night. No, I'll record a nice like ending. I'm <laughs> not like done anything. talking about myself. 